Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Do you know what's nice about football? Is that even if you don't get bored, no one has to know. Yeah, we'll just see you stay there. That's true. As opposed to cricket, now this auction situation. We all see you were not bought. Ah, I don't like to us and tell us there were offers on the table. What offers? What offers? No, because you know when Sister Bettina start? All right. That means our youth. Oh, is that what it means? Yes. I had no idea. It means our youth. I would have said something completely left field from what it actually Really? What do you think it was? Yes. Our youth. Our youth. Wake up to the freshest sports radio vibe. Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Uh, I almost want to say... Uh, welcome, then I'm realizing we're not in the same place. Um, <laughs> so just, just quickly, man, I mean, just give us a sense of, just give us a sense of what it's like to be back in Nigeria. I'm not sure when was the last time you've been, if you frequent, uh, but what's, what's it like being there now? The last time I was in Nigeria was, um, I was 10 years old, so about 25 years ago. That's a wow. long time ago, long, long time ago. Um, but I, I've been to Africa since, uh, we came to South Africa like five or six years ago for a show in uh, WWE. We did four shows um, yeah. uh, over the four or five days or so. So uh, I've been to the continent, just haven't been back to the country of Nigeria. So uh, it feels, it's, it's wonderful being back. Yeah. You know, from when I stepped off the plane, I could feel a different type of energy. Um, and then when I stepped outside, I really felt what heat. I live in, <laughs> hot in Florida, this is a different kind of heat. Um, but it's been it's been really fun. It's been a, a great time. I've had a lot of fun. I've met some wonderful people. Everybody's very very welcoming and very nice. And um, culture out here is is very rich. Um, and people just have been very welcoming. I feel blessed and honored to to have this opportunity, especially for you know the things that we're looking to do out here. It's it's an honor to be a part of what what's coming. I mean, you say that you the last time you were there, you were ten. Yeah. So your life from zero years while you were a baby all the way until 10, how is it like living and navigating Nigeria up until then? So the thing is, I didn't even grow up in Nigeria up until that point. I uh, actually was born in America, in California. And from there, I moved uh, around the age of two. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. From Atlanta, Georgia, then I moved to Kenya and then to Uganda. Then I moved back to the United States where I, I've been ever since. So. Uh, within the time of that, of me living within Kenya and Uganda, we did a, a lot of traveling. My dad uh, was with the United Nations before he retired with UNICEF, so he had to move around a lot. You know, I was here for a certain amount of time, then he, we'd move. Um, until I came back to the United States, Was I was moving around a lot. So, um, yeah, so actually I hadn't even really been in Nigeria except to visit, you know, so... Um, even now, I don't even think I'd be able driving here. I definitely couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know you're there um, on some great work, and we'll get into that in just a bit. But I got to ask, as someone who is living in the diaspora myself, I, I remember going back home for the first time afterwards a very long time. Uh, I'm yeah. From and okay. feeling, a, yeah, feeling a sense of home that I had never experienced anywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. even for as long as you've been away, um, since you were ten, and you know, having been there uh, so long ago. Was that feeling there for you as well? Absolutely, and I think it was also it had to do with the, the the fact that people were so welcoming. You know, I mm-hmm. think that kind of uh, kind of helped with that. But it, it 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 I do feel that sense of being home, and it's nice. It's uh, it's inspired me in a different kind of way as well. Um, it's inspired me to kind of you know get go deeper into my roots and learn more about my culture, my background. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I don't know if it's too late to learn the language from the area my parents are from, but I would I would absolutely love to try. You know, it's just kind of at this age I am now, I'm so much more open minded and uh, I just think on a different level than when I was younger. So, um, yeah, I definitely have that sense of being home. How good is your pigeon English? Maybe we can start there. <laughs> It's non-existent. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish my parents, unfortunately, like growing up, they spoke English, only English to us, you know. And then my dad, as we got older, he he was uh, he would always tell us he wish he spoke our native uh, language, which is Teev, uh, and he 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 wish he spoke that to us and figured we could go learn English in 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 school. But unfortunately, they just you know they spoke. It's it's a good thing, but at the same time, it's it's. I wouldn't say bad, but it's unfortunate because it's now I can't communicate with, you know, some if I was to go to where, you know, my family's from, I wouldn't be able to communicate with them on a on, on that level, you know. So um, I, I'd have to go do some studying. I'd have to study uh, Pigeon and I have to go study uh, Teev as well. And the next time I come back, we can have some conversations, <laughs> some different conversations. <laughs> but, but just yeah. how important is it to you as, a, as an individual to be connected to your roots and to know and to acknowledge where you come from? Because we know that a lot of people from where you're currently living, um, so much there's an identity crisis of I have descents and I have roots that are in yeah. Africa, but I wish yeah. I could connect to them, I just don't know how to. Yeah, and the thing when I was younger for a long time, because when I came back to the United States after living in, in, in Africa for a while, I was about 14. And, you know, it was I, I would get made fun of for being African, you know what I mean? So it was for a long time a part of my my background that I, I kind of wanted to hide because I didn't know it wasn't at the time you care so much about what kids tell you and what you think, what people think about you. But I didn't think, you know, coming from Africa was, it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? But people would make fun of me like it's, a bad thing so like i would always kind of just try to hide and, and and i was shy to admit you know and and really embrace my roots but you know having gotten older and and realizing that you know those guys are the ones that were ignorant and not very well traveled and i was the one with the experience traveling around the world and being able to see so many different sides of the world i've i've really embraced that background and that the heritage and it's important for me to to represent that on a, in a very respectable way because there's a whole nation you know, that's behind uh, me that wants to see me do well and uh, that I can inspire and motivate as well to uh, to change their lives or, you know, to kind of um, chase their dreams as well. You know, I feel like seeing somebody, you know, and my situation is a little different because, you know, my father moved from Nigeria to the United States. But seeing, you know, a fellow Nigerian make it in uh, uh, an establishment like the WWE, I think is very inspiring to show people that anything is possible, really, you know, as long as you just put your mind to it. So that's what, what I'm, I'm very excited about this opportunity because it is a chance for people to, or an individual to change their life. Let's talk about uh, telling your Nigerian parents that you're pursuing a professional wrestling career. Um, Ooh, I'm not sure what your parents are like, <laughs> but I, I think I have a sense of how that conversation went down. Yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, my dad's, he, he, that's the last thing he ever thought his son would be. So I actually started watching wrestling because of my dad. Um, but I don't think he ever thought I would tell him I want to be a wrestler. And when I did, he kind of was like, uh, it kind of, uh, in a way, kind of blew me off. Like, this kid's just dreaming, you know what I mean? He'll, he'll come back to his senses eventually. But, uh, you know, they, I don't think they ever, in, ever in their life thought I would try to do something like that. It was, you go to school, you know, you become a doctor, you become a lawyer or something like that. And that was what, what it was, you know, there was no other option. But I had such a strong passion, still do. I had such a strong passion 
and such a strong drive. And my mind was focused on becoming, you know, a wrestler or becoming a WWE superstar. And I wasn't going to stop, you know, no matter what anybody told me. So, uh, yeah, the conversation and it was it was a little weird there for a while where it was like, um, you know, you have kids and I have two kids myself. And I feel like, you know, a lot of us as parents kind of have a life that's already predetermined for them and, and kind of what we're expecting them to do. But now as a parent, I realize my job is to kind of provide guidance and just, you know, show my kids that they are capable of more than what they they believe. But I can't sit here and make them live the life that I want them to live. And I think that's what the situation was uh, with my father and myself, where in his head, I think he had a life that was already predetermined that he thought we would, you know, we're going to be what he thinks, what he wants us to be. And to go against that was kind of, uh, you know, maybe seen in a disrespectful way. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, he fully supports me and he's uh, very proud that I've made it, made my dreams come true, essentially. So a um, little rough period there for some time, but I think it's, uh, you know, to see his son successful and um, doing very well in, in a company like the WWE, I think it's, uh, you know, I've done him proud. So it's all good now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I think for every black person, representation really matters. Um, and I don't know your introduction to WWE, but when we got to, well, when I started watching it, they weren't necessarily black wrestlers, but they were, but they weren't the prominent ones. So no, what made you say, what made you see yourself within the ring and being part of the superstars um, of that era? Well, that's the thing is I wanted to be one of the, you know, the, the more prominent African-American or black, you know, um, African, whatever you want to, what, what term you want to use. But I wanted to be one of the, one of those guys that was like, okay, uh, to inspire the rest of, you know, the, the black African youth um, to chase their dreams or to, to see that, that you can be successful on that same level. Um, a lot of the guys that I watched growing up, the black athletes, there was, you know, Bobby Lashley, who's still doing his thing, MVP, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Um, when I was younger, there's uh, Kamala, the Uga Ugandan giant. There was uh, uh, the junkyard dog. You know, there's a lot of um, black superstars, but you didn't see a lot of African, you know, uh, representation, which I think is uh, now going to change. It's, it's already started to change. You know, you got... Omas and myself were representing for for Nigeria, re representing for Africa, um, and with this upcoming opportunity, we're looking for more African rep representation uh, inside the WWE. So I think it's 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 going to be nothing but good for not just the WWE, but for Africa. Uh, it's going to be good for for all of us, and it's a huge opportunity for the company to grow and for um, Africa to grow as well. You're absolutely correct, and I can only imagine how the people of Nigeria are receiving it. What has been the reception typically? I'm not sure what the audience is like out there for for WWE in particular. I know it's a big combat sport um, audience yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. Man, they, I feel like they still don't believe it. You know what I mean? Because I'd get a lot of messages too, uh, especially when I was in the heart of the you know the Nigerian character that I was um, I was uh, on TV with, and I would get questions even up to up till now. I'd get questions every day about when is when are we going to do some when is wwe going to come to africa when are they coming to nigeria when is when is that going to happen and now it's it's actually happening so um what made me what let me know that the how big wwe was over here in nigeria is when i landed and i was recognized at the airport you know as soon as coming out i came off the plane you know people were recognizing who i was and i was like okay you know these are just 
you know, guys that I don't want to say just, but it's, you know, security guards at the airport or something. People I, I wouldn't assume watch wrestling, but it showed me how deep and how uh, passionate um, Nigerians are about wrestling. So I think uh, the love for wrestling and WWE is, is, is deep. It's very deep. And um, again, I think with this, what, we've, what we're trying to establish here, you know, it's only going to make that love deeper. Yeah, Nigerians are very proud people typically. I'm sure they celebrate yeah, the fact that you're a champion also in the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Just talk us, through, talk us through 2020. I mean, it was quite a success, successful year for you, uh, difficult yeah. as it was for the world, really, where yeah, WWE yeah. looked very different, happening virtually and people behind screens. But you were also very successful in that time. Just talk us through that year that you had and, and winning the title. Crazy. It was crazy because, you know, when it first happened, the lockdown, you know, and the pandemic and... Uh, we're very fortunate to be able to perform through that time because I feel like we gave a lot of the wrestling fans an outlet, you know, who may have been going through certain situations. We were all going through through certain situations uh, during that lockdown. But I remember the first uh, I hadn't been doing anything for a while and I got a call that I, I was needed to um, wrestle on the night after WrestleMania. That would have been the WrestleMania, I think, that they did in the, in the performance center in front of no audience, which alone was crazy enough. Right. But it was an interesting time for all of us because it was the first time that we were performing in front of no audience, essentially, right? And then they brought some of the NXT guys at that time in as fans and put them behind the glass, which, again, was even crazier because we're all experiencing this kind of for the first time. But through all of that, like you said, I had a uh, my the beginning of you know one of the most successful years that I've had here, where I won the United States Championship, which again was a monumental moment for me, and. Um, Again, it was unreal. You know, it felt like you start out with the dream. You know, we talk about wanting to win championships, and then here I am actually winning a championship, and then it felt like it was a dream. You know, so um, very proud moment. Uh, my wife had make some made a frame of the night I won it and hung it up in the house, so I get to walk past it every day, and it's just kind of like a nice reminder about you know where I've been and where I can go again. So um, yeah, it was like. Uh, it's just it's unbelievable because it's such a historic title as well. A lot of great uh, performers have held the title. A lot of the great performers that I look up to have held the title. And to be a part of that history, I mean, that's something that can't be taken away from me. So I'm really, uh, really honored to have represented as a United States champion as well. Yeah. One thing that you also alluded to is the fact that you would like more African wrestlers to be part of the ring and part of the superstars. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that the search then comes with. Let's talk yes. about how the search is going to be run, because obviously we were actually watching some videos before this and we we're just like, how do you actually audition for something like this? Do you have to fluff someone up and then send in your audition tape? Well, that's the thing is that there's no nothing physical. They don't. We don't want to see anything. And I'll say we just speaking um, on behalf of the company. I don't, we don't want to see anything physical. We don't want to see anybody trying to hurt themselves. You know, it, show off the body, yeah, show your physique, and that you're your physical specimen or whatnot. But you know, we say these things. Don't try this at home, because the stuff that we do in the ring, we're very highly trained to do. So, um, which eventually, if if whoever the talent is to get chosen, whether it be one or more will eventually start to train to do what we do, right? So, you know, we don't want to see you doing anything physical or risking getting hurt. I think the key here is to show the charisma, the entertainment, you know, showing that you're willing to step outside the box and, and be, uh, not be ashamed to be embarrassed or not be uh, ashamed to make a fool of yourself and kind of just that kind of creativity. Because I think the video package is only, which actually you can go to supersport.com and get all the information 
um, on how to uh, apply, I guess you can say, or to register to be a part of the trial in February. So the links are on supersport.com. Uh, what you do is you send a one-minute video in of basically a promo package, kind of just saying who you are. Now it's up to the talent to come up with the creative way to do that, you know, um, and to show that personality and really um, try to win that opportunity to uh, earn that, earn the earn the opportunity to then fly to WrestleMania, which is going to be in Los Angeles, which is crazy. And uh, begin, you know, the continue the rest of the journey in the process of becoming a WWE superstar. So the opportunity is huge. And then the fact that you even get to go to WrestleMania, one of, you know, the biggest show for us in the year, that's like, you know, the Champions League final for us. It's like our Super Bowl, our World Cup final. It's, it's our biggest event of the year. And coming in and being able to experience that before even stepping into a ring, that alone is going to give you that motivation and the drive to want to become a WWE superstar even more. So there's one thing watching it on TV, but it's another thing to experience it in person. See, I think if, if talent, if anyone's watching this who's, who's thinking to apply, I think the, the key is to show that personality because a huge part of what we do is the entertainment side as well. And you want to be able to connect with the audience and you want to be able to uh, have people want to buy your merchandise you want people to to want to if you're a bad guy good guy you want people to to hate you you want people to want to see you get your your butt whooped you want people to to love you and cheer for you it's that emotional connection that you can make with the person behind the tv or the person that's coming to the show people are going to remember how you make them feel so that's an important key uh in what we do so yeah you know nothing physical we don't want to see anybody <laughs> you know trying anything and hurting themselves but if you can get over that personality and show like that side of yourself, I think that goes such a long way. What has been the appetite of women wanting to enter the space? I, I think so. Lately, our women, I wouldn't even say lately, but for a long time now, our women, uh, the women of the WWE have been, you know, we have like some of the top women athletes, not some of the, but the top female athletes in the world. You know, they're headlining shows now, main eventing WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania in Tampa, 37th, Sasha and Bianca, main eventing WrestleMania. You know, we had night one and night two. They main evented the first night. Um, women headlining uh, premium live events now. Uh, it's it's There's a lot of opportunities. Just the same amount of opportunities that are there for the men are the exact same amount of opportunities that are there for the women. And that's also with this, with this uh, African, the search for the next WWE African superstar. It's not just search for male African superstar. It's search for WWE superstar. That includes all genders. Um, so it's not just a thing about men. It's our women are, you know, probably more popular than, than our men on social media. You know, we have our, a lot of the women have such a huge following on social media. You see these girls get in the ring and, and be very physical. So the, the, and that, so the thing is that the trial is open to all women, all men. Um, we don't want to. Women in wrestling have, has come such a long way, and it's great to see because there's so many talented women out there. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's good for everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely brilliant. And, I mean, look, we're in a really healthy space on the continent, uh, combat sports-wise. Uh, maybe just lastly, I know we, we're almost out of time, but I just got to ask in terms of uh, will this only happen in Nigeria, this talent search? Are we going across the continent? How will it work in terms of its expansion? So this talent search is actually for every any anybody that lives uh, within the continent of Africa. So it's just being held in Lagos, Nigeria in February. But anybody 
on you know throughout Africa is able to apply and 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 come to this tryout. So it's not just only in Nigeria, and we hope that in the future we will do more tryouts in a, in a Zimbabwe, in a South Africa, you know, Tanzania, um, Egypt, wherever, wherever. You know, we're 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 hoping to grow. This is uh, something that's going to be long term, you know, and this is just the beginning. And for me to be able to come here and announce this at the beginning is again something that's a historical moment for me personally. Um, it's a historical moment in general, not just for me, but it's it's great to be a part of this launching, you know, this initiative, the search for the next Af WWE African superstar. And it's only more to come. This is just the beginning. So it's not something that's just a one time thing. And then, you know, that's it. It's it's the beginning of a of a great, great thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I think that's all we have time for. But before it goes, can you please say your name? How it's actually pronounced? My your first name? Your real name. Your real name. My real name. So it's Seisu Uha. Ah, Seisu Uha. All right. We definitely yeah. got that wrong. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't leave with that because we were saying something else. But we had the U. We had the U at the end. Yeah, the it sounds, it's said a lot easier than it looks. If you look at it, you'll be, it'll be, uh, you'll be very confused. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But listen, Apollo, thank yeah, you so much. I grew up, I grew up, quick before I leave, I grew up with that. And that's another thing that was, uh, of course, you know, you move back to America with a name like that. And, and it was just, even when the teachers are reading off the list and I see, <laughs> and she's like, you know, uh, John, whatever, uh, Brian, this. And then I yeah. see she gets my name. Before she could even have a chance, I'm like, that's that's me. I'm like, yeah, 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 so I've got Absolutely. It has to be expressed, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. There's that. But listen, thank you so much, Apollo. I really do appreciate your time. Um, For sure. Yeah, I wish all this going forward. Is this, I mean, as we end it now, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I just got to ask. I mean, you're away from the road. I know you, WWE, actually travel a hell of a lot. Is this nice also just to kick back and relax? Are you relaxing at all during this time? Or no, no, this no, there's, there's no such thing as relaxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working, we're working, but I love it. This is what we do. You know, this is what, uh, this is what we came out here for. We came out here to get this message up, and this is the way we do it, right? You know, it's it's this is how we do it. I can I can relax later. You know, today's today we work and we'll sleep tomorrow. Brilliant. All right, uh, Clabanello, you can just uh, advise. <laughs> Thank you so much, Machi. Thank you to me. Um, yeah, Mel, I appreciate it. I'm gonna send this after um, the chat later on today. Uh, yeah, and then. Mr. Apollo, uh, let's jump on to our next one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Apollo. No problem. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chavanello. First, first, first things first on the real sports is a space where once you open your mouth, you have to have the accurate information. You have to know it all. And unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Other people want to jump onto it at 25. And I'm saying that those people, you can still jump onto it. Let's give you the basics. Let's give you the manual that will help you navigate this thing called sports. Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. First things first on the real.